Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Suffer from something called acquired situational narcissism. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C-A-R. What was that? C-A-R. You're right. Ah. 
<laughs> Recently had dental work. <laughs> Recently had dental work. Harsh. Uh, sure. d- dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I'd really like to go with Devin Nunez Cow. But I'm going to go with the Electoral College. Is our general manager. Yes. Okay. Wow. We have an Electoral College of Armstrong and Getty. Every segment, every joke, every salient point is voted on. Or do you say Electrical College? <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> Unless, you know, some lad is attending a, uh, a trade school of his choice. How about the most... The Institute of Electrical College or whatever. How what? about the highest paid athlete in U.S. history? One Mike Trout of the Los Angeles Angels of Los Angeles, California at Los Angeles. It is the official name of the team. <laughs> um... Four hundred thirty some million dollars. Yes, for twelve years. Man, that's, that's you can't even wrap your head around that kind of money for hitting a ball with a stick. What about teachers? There saved you the trouble. Wow, how <laughs> oh, that hurt. That was like a punch in the stomach. <laughs> I'm here to hurt people. Yeah, what, what I find interesting Doing about my job. That, what I find interesting about that is you have to assume. Now, this isn't always the case. Sometimes. Uh, sports franchises owners do make bad decisions where they lose money. But you have to assume that they think they're going to make, you know, that that's a good deal for them. Oh, yeah. Or they wouldn't Clearly. have done it. Yep. Which is just amazing to think that that's the case, that, that the economics of, and baseball is not even that popular a sport, but the economics must be such with your $9 hot dog and your $8 beer and people watching on TV and all the ads and everything like that, that it's still a good deal for them, which is just astounding. Right, right. You know, baseball is not the omnipresent social th- phenomenon that it was. It, it's Currents don't quite run through the American culture. It's the American way it pastime, Joe. The polo grounds. On the other hand. The Brooklyn Dodgers. On the other hand, old man, it is, it's an enormously popular source of entertainment. It's making zillions of dollars. So, yeah, the, the economics of it makes sense. Between TV and, and attendance, you remember Jimmy Buffett once said something absolutely fabulous. He said, I can't get my songs on the radio, so I went into the T-shirt business. He makes tremendous amounts of money on merch. And then he went into the restaurant business and the, the tequila business or whatever. He's got an entire rum. retirement community. Yeah. Well, yeah. right. Now he's in every business. <laughs> uh, but... You know, baseball is in the hot dog business. It's in the food and beverage business. It's in the merch business. It's in all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, it's incredibly popular. Obviously. Well, uh, I'm sorry, profitable. Well, and popular. And teachers get paid what they get paid. That's correct. Those two things have nothing to do with each other. If you don't understand that, you're just... Uh... Perhaps you haven't uh, had it explained to you. Yeah, exactly. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's kind of your fault. <laughs> if you're a grown-up, it is, it is kind of your it fault. It is kind of your fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we tried kind and forgiving. It just didn't fit. Maybe they should try $9 hot dogs and $12 beer, beers at your local high school. Could teachers negotiate regional contracts uh, for with television stations and networks worth hundreds of millions of dollars? If, yeah, maybe. If somebody exactly. will watch them, absolutely. Yeah, if you, you do yeah, if you could sell a giant ad package to, to Chevy to have people watch high school English class, yeah. then maybe you could. 
pay teachers like that. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Well, you know how I feel about this. No human being should make more than $750,000 a year, so shame on you, Mike. <laughs> All right. He's a one-issue voter. <laughs> Karl Marx joining us. It's <laughs> an interesting amount you came up with, too. <laughs> That's the total amount that anyone should ever make. Yeah, but how expensive will foam fingers be at Angels games now? You know, sorry, kids. Dad can't afford a foam finger. Especially, finger's. like Joe said yesterday, if he blows out his knee like season after next, and he's not even playing, yeah, your foam finger will be $75, $30 hot dogs. Hey, we got to play for that guy sitting on the bench. we got to pay for him somehow. I tell you what, I'm smuggling in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like I'm going to prison, and I need a cell phone if you hear me. You're in a suitcase? I'm not, I'm not paying that for a dang hot dog. Put it in a baggie. Although, my, you know, my ballpark of choice, the, the, the beers are $17. It's ridiculous. You know what's underrated is uh, your, your double-A and single-A baseball. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, well, and triple-A, too, for that matter. But AAA, but, yeah, I meant, yeah, minor league baseball. Yeah. Um, uh... Especially like for kids who really aren't that into it, unless there's a giant star they want to go see, it's the exact same experience, only better and way cheaper. Right. You sit close. The the, the ball is fantastic. The you can't tell the difference. I used to make gems. A, I used to make a habit of seeing MLBers on like rehab assignments when they oh, would yeah. when they would play in the Triple A's as before they got back up to full health. I saw so many future Hall of Famers and. $10 seats at AAA Stadium. I haven't right. taken my kid right. to a baseball game. i got to do that this year. That makes me a bad parent. Boo! Boo Pretty much me! Boo. Yeah. Boo! Right? Boo! We get to do it, Mike! <laughs> Boo! You suck! There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. So it was $430 million for Mike Trout, but I'm much more interested in the $500 million being spent on a supercomputer uh, for the Department of Energy uh, for the Argonne National Laboratory near Chicago. Um, I, uh, my next-door neighbor worked there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Probably he was, really he, smart. He was very, very smart, yes. Uh, the machine is called... On the other hand, he uh, smoked like three packs a day and died young. So how oh. smart was he? I don't know. Oh, good one. Well, he was smart. He just he was a junkie. He was a nicotine addict. Good one. Anyway. Uh, the machine called Aurora is one of the most expensive in the world, and it's seen as an important volley in the crucial technological skirmish between the U.S. and China. So I'm all for volleying as many of those as we can. Good. Heck yeah. So I say we, we fire Mike Trout, and we use that contract to buy another computer. <laughs> computer. <laughs> Oh, we're hitting a ball with a stick. <laughs> There's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? Well, I'm going to tell you, throwing a lot of money around. I'm very, very excited. I'm getting ready to take another Powerball plunge because today's <laughs> jackpot is over half a billion dollars. $550 million. If a winner chooses to take the cash payout, that would get them a cool 335 mil. Awesome. And it would ruin your life almost certainly. Not mine. <laughs> you could almost afford a Mike Trout. Yeah. All your relationships would be ruined, your kids, your parents, your friends from going way back. Not mine. My life would get much, much sweeter. <laughs> I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Marshall would disappear into the hills and just hang out with his hippie buddies and yep. start a commune. Yep. <laughs> start a commune. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Wednesday. How to get to be midweek already? Mm, or spring is tomorrow, uh, March twentieth, year twenty nineteen. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go. Officially now, according to FCC rules, regs at Mark. I myself have always been for lowering the, vote, the voting age to sixteen. I think it's really important to capture kids when they're in high school, when they're interested in all of this, when they're learning about government, to be able to vote.
That is the phoniest and single most idiotic idea in America today. I was going to say, and that is the end of the American experiment. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Oh, my God. That is, uh, you know. Uh, That's the well, we'll Speaker of the House. Now, That's not just some stray congressman. And any idiot can get elected to Congress. Certainly. That's the Speaker of the House. Really one of the most effective, powerful politicians that have existed in the last half century if you got straight congressmen showing up at your house just stop putting milk out on the back porch <laughs> that the is bbc a crazy idea. i just retweeted this yesterday bbc out with the new report people don't become adults until their 30s in the modern world we got to talk about all that that is oh, so yeah. damned interesting we could have election night and back to school night on the same day <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Plus, we need to consider Devin Nunes Cal. I myself have always been for lowering the voting age to 16. Absolutely. Children voting. Because they're just so energized in the politics at that time. They have no judgment. They have no life experience. Have you ever been 16? Do you remember yourself? They can be easily swayed to believe in progressive schemes. Period. End uh. of rationale. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Al Trump's Twitter war with top aide Kellyanne Conway's husband has just taken another really nasty twist. Oh, no! No! Got another Democratic <laughs> presidential candidate open to abolishing the Electoral College. And great news for positive Sean's and perhaps your own stock portfolio. Coming up. How about a couple of the hottest stories in politics on the campaign trail? Abolishing the Electoral College and lowering the voting age to 16. I mean, you, you, that would transform the country overnight. Oh, yeah. Yep. I might actually, and mean this, move to a different country. You might have to. I, I am here to reassure you. It will not happen. Okay. And the people proposing it don't have a single thought that it will happen. Stay tuned. How's mailbag look? Words of comfort. Uh, the mailbag's fine. It's good. We need to get to it. Joe with words of comfort. Oh, yes. Calming us all down. Putting an arm around us. Putting two arms around you. As we you. cry. Just a little reach around. Just <laughs> wow. been right there. Oh, yeah. What? I need an adult. Just a little Stuart <laughs> right. Smalley right there as the picture is taken. Just a little <laughs> New York subway cuddle. <laughs> oh, my God. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a good example of the country getting stupider every day. Oh, boy. I'm pro-America. Sure. It's just a lot of stupid things happen. Well, right. And we're the antibiotic I that hope. will attack the stupid infection. I hope. I hope. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Thomas Jefferson. TJ! You ever read the... Like the brown sugar. Oh, for God's sake. You ever read the Declaration of Independence, I was about to say? Brilliant. Till it gets into the list of, 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 of complaints, it's a little long. Yeah, the first part's uh, really good. Oh, yeah. This, it, after a while, it's like, hey, t- all right, TJ, look, you got problems with the king. I get it. 
But it's a list of grievances. I get started on a list of grievances. I can go on for quite a while, right. too. You get a roll. You never get pick up going. your socks. Right. <laughs> Here's your quote of the day. Freedom-loving quote of the day. Rightful liberty is unobstructed action, according to our will, within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. Okay? You can do what you want until you cross the equal rights of others. I do not add within the limits of the law, because law is often but the tyrant's will. And always so when it violates the rights of the individual. That's pretty libertarian speak right there. The founding fathers would be wildly radical in modern America. Um, Yeah, probably. Yeah. To both sides. Uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see on the topic of uh, rub the butt, pull the pork. It's an expression among those of us who like to barbecue. Uh, on Monday, criticizing the intelligence of new anchors, uh, news anchors, Joe, you posed the question, which is smarter, the dumbest news anchor or the smartest pig? <laughs> unwittingly, unwittingly perpetrating or uh, perpetuating the myth that pigs are smart. Consider this. If pigs are so smart, why do two-thirds of them construct their homes of substandard building materials? Wow, exactly. Good point. <laughs> One-third of them understood even, like, basic construction principles. Right, right. <laughs> David says, lame joke, I know, but I'm an engineer. I liked it. It's pretty funny. Picking nits in Spokane. There you go. Having herded, a variety, on you? having herded varieties of animals in my life. Yes. Sheep are dumber and dumb as a rock. And then you go up from there, the cattle and stuff like that. But pigs are way harder to, like, herd around. Willful? They'll, they'll think about, you know, ways to avoid going that direction, how to get out, to look for escape hatches, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the way that other animals just don't. Yeah. Never trust a man with a pig farm. Mm. All right. From our mutual favorite movie, Snatch. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, let's see. Uh, an unfortunate placement of this email. It was unintentional on the topic of Mama June. Oh, uh, yeah. From the Honey Boo Boo uh, show, getting arrested. To... <laughs> Did... She she hooked up with a a bad guy. It's unfortunate. That was a very popular TV show and, and uh, American pop culture phenomenon ten years ago. Mate, was it longer? Well, Honey, Bo- uh, little Honey Boo Boo is fifteen now, and she oh, yeah. was about five, so it must be about ten decade, years ago. Yeah. She was she. The whole thing started because she was a. Uh, one of those beauty queen girls, right? The one pa- of those the children pageant. Yeah, things, children yeah. pageant right, things. Right, but but rather zoftig and a hick and funny, uh, uh, mouthy and loud and confident and funny. And then her dad. Did you just make a marinade sandwich? That's almost, mom. Almost said her dad. She yes. didn't. Dad's not a thing. No. And then her mom was uh, mouthy and all that sort of stuff. And it made, they made a reality show. But anyway, so Mama June, who was almost five hundred pounds, yes. Lost, got down to 185, and now she's got a show called From Not to Hot. Hmm. But she's in jail, and we post, did we post the mugshot yesterday? Jeez, we should post it at our website. If you haven't seen her and her boyfriend, oh my God. Yeah, but she's getting arrested for possession of, uh, I think it was crack, and she's got oh, some crank and that's whatever. A, that's, that's a low-rent drug right there. Well, and that's not a coincidence, I don't think. That she lost all that weight and she enjoys illicit stimulants. But oh, really? Anyway, that was yeah. her weight loss loss program. Uh, Mike sent along this information. There's a, a racing pigeon that's been put out to stud, sold for one point four million dollars. Wow, that's uh, that's fine. We were talking about racing pigeons once, and and can I ask you this, folks? 
No more information about racing if, pigeons. If the I world, don't care. If there was a pigeon race across the street, I wouldn't go over there. <laughs> no, it was bought by an anonymous bidder in China where the long-distance pigeon racing apparently is a thing. Okay. Now I care less than I did five seconds ago, Sean. That's amazing. Bird's name is Armando. <laughs> Armando! Now I care are a there, little. Are there jerseys? I'd like to I'm have an Armando. I'm starting to care. I'd like to have an Armando jersey, and then people ask me, Armando? Oh, yeah, it's the world's greatest racing pigeon. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The reason Facebook can't stop violent video uh, or can't set violent videos, it's violent video games. Everyone's uploading and live streaming video games, a lot of them first person shooter games. Ah. They look the same to the algorithms. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah, How come on nobody that point? Come. That's so obvious. I don't That's know why you listen to this here show, huh? What would Thomas Jefferson think about lowering the voting age to 16 and doing away with the electrical college? Thou art idiots. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. Tomorrow, March 21st, is the first day of spring, which brings with it the last supermoon of the year or something. Seems like we have a special moon every other week now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's part of the modern age to me. I, where are all these uh, amazing moons coming from? The they weren't around when I was a kid. <laughs> it's the year's final supermoon, so catch it while you can. It's 14% bigger and 30% brighter than your average moon. You know, wow. I'm 14% bigger, but not 30% brighter. <laughs> oh, boy. So That's yeah, very disappointing. Uh, on, on the topic of uh, brightness, uh, Michael, I just wanted you to know, got a great note from Ron. Uh, formerly a West Coaster, now living life in Tennessee and loving it. Uh, his title, the title of his email is The Genius of Michael. So I'll just let that wow. suffice to you huh. know, convey his message. I wonder if this is a relative. No, he's singing your praises, which are well-deserved. Major court win for the Trump people, getting almost no news coverage. Don't fit the narrative. So that needs to be talked about. News now with Marsha Phillips. Oh, boy. Not letting up President Trump taking aim at the husband of senior White House advisor Kellyanne Conway once again. In a tweet this morning, Trump said, quote, George Conway, often referred to as Mr. Kellyanne Conway by those who know him, is very jealous of his wife's success and angry that I, with her help, didn't give him the job he so desperately wanted. I barely know him. But just take a look. A stone-cold loser and husband from hell. Oh, boy. Wow. Why are you engaged oh, in this boy. battle on the public Twitter? Oh, boy. Why? George responding on Twitter. That, oh, no. Uh, that President Trump seems, quote, determined to prove my point, adding good for you, hashtag narcissistic personality disorder. Oh, jeez. Then he sent out a second tweet today reading oh, simply, no. you are nuts. And the picture. Did you see the picture? He tweeted a picture of Humphrey Bogart in the Kane Mutiny. Yes. The mentally right. ill With- and, and brutal captain who had to be set adrift because he was so dangerous. Right. Whoops. Conway recently telling the Washington Post why he tweets about the president. Quote, it's maddening to watch the tweeting is so I can get it off my chest and move on with my life that day. Well, there are like 250 million people that tweet about the president. Why does the president tweet about him is a better question. 
Frankly, Conway says it's so bad I have to do it so I don't end up screaming at Kellyanne about it. Is there a political advantage for Trump tweeting about this, or is it just personal animus? I don't know. Because of his connection to Kellyanne, his comments get elevated and brought to him probably at a higher rate. That's why he engages with No doubt, but if you just ignored it. Nobody would ever even know what happened. I wouldn't even know Kellyanne had a husband. Well, it'd be if a new Trump story for gotten... 15 seconds on your lefty media, which is right. fine. Uh, the only uh, interesting thing I can contribute to this is I heard this, and I believe it to be true. On election day morning, Kellyanne Conway was in the MSNBC studios, and they were talking to her off the air. And they said, uh, gotta, you got to be relieved that all this is about to end. And she said, oh, yeah, I can't wait for my life to get back to normal. She was just assuming that Hillary would win. Well, so was everybody else well, in the entire world. R- right. No, I'm, I know. I'm just trying to say Kellyanne Conway and the Conway family don't know what that blank to make of their situation. Because they had no idea that this was going to happen. U.S. Supreme Court is backing Do you the think Trump- she was happy or not when Trump won? I think she was probably completely uh, dumbfounded, befuddled, had to take it all in for a while. I'll bet she and old man George were just staring at each other like, (laughs) "Uh uh-oh, what now? (laughs) For their own personal lives. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The U.S. Supreme Court is backing the Trump administration's power to arrest and hold legal immigrants indefinitely if they had past crimes on their records that could trigger deportation even if they had served their time years ago. The key to this being that the Supreme Court once again overturned the Ninth Circuit. Yes. Which happens so often, it's absolutely amazing. But every time some tiny little court anywhere in the world overturns Trump's wishes, it just gets a tremendous amount of national coverage. Right. The damn Supreme Court weighed in on this yesterday, and I couldn't find the story anywhere. Well, and here's the measure of how crazy we've gone as a country. The concept that if you immigrate, emigrate, immigrate, if you emigrate to a country and you run around breaking their laws, they will heave your ass out. Yes. All countries, all of them. And the idea that that's, well, a little controversial. Uh, 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 Immigrants are are hard to, they have rights, uh, uh, human rights. uh, The idea that that's controversial is crazy. It's like a universal principle of the nations of Earth. Yes, you can come into our country, but you got to follow law. And if you don't, we're booting you out. That's like talking about the sun rising in the east. But it's become controversial in, in crazy unicorn America. Democratic presidential hopeful and Senator Kamala Harris says she's open to debating doing away with the Electoral College. The California senator was asked on Jimmy Kimmel Live about uh, it following Senator Elizabeth Warren's argument to end the Electoral electoral College voting altogether. (laughs) You said it, too. This (laughs) This is what Kamala said. It's I'm open to the discussion. I mean, there's no question that. Um, the popular vote has been diminished in terms of making the final decision about who's the president of the United States, and we need to deal with that. Um, so I'm open to the discussion. So I like the candidates yeah. that say they're open to the discussion, right. which is, uh, you know, you know what that is. Yeah, she's you're, smart enough to know it's a, a, a terrible idea. You're not going to push it. You just want people to. Yeah, I'd be much more interested in a reworking of the super delegate delegate system for the primary things. I think that's a that's a system. Yeah, which would they have done thanks to Bernie on the uh, the Democrat side? This is super delegate thing has gone away. Oh, oh. 
Um, uh, duh, what was I going to say it's about like, that? It's like the X-Men. The X-Men went away, too, for a while. They had to hide out. And now the super delegates have to hide out because they're, like, being hunted. So, Elizabeth Warren, hi, how are you, is fully on against the Electrical yeah. College. And you know, then... I was just going to propose the next person who honestly accidentally says Electrical College has to buy lunch. <laughs> um, Cory Booker. Uh, Beto and Kamala Harris said, yeah. I'm willing to have the discussion, right. which is not definitely a full-throated. But... Right. That seems to be the gambit these days now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's discuss it. Yeah, that's a We absolutely that... need to have that discussion. Yes. It's an important one, right. and the American people deserve it. Right. <laughs> just I'm, just I'm, not now with details. I'm glad you raised that question. I think we look at it more. You know, I've, I've started using that in my own life. It works really well. <laughs> Use it in your own personal life. It works really well. Will do. Boy, that is something we really should talk about. Right. Makes it sound like you're open to all the possibilities it's, when you're when you've got one clear view of what's right and wrong. It's so judo. Yeah, it is. It takes the force of the person coming right. at you and just it keeps them going in that direction. And then all of a sudden you're their master. You choke them out? Is that what you do? <laughs> Hey, one last note. Great news for Positive Sean's and other investors' portfolios. Tuesday night, one of the biggest media deals ever, Disney closing on its $71 billion takeover of Fox's entertainment business. What does this mean to me as a consumer of entertainment Ah, as opposed to an investor? Well, you're going to have The Simpsons, X-Men, Alien, Modern Family, and Deadpool under the same roof now as Cinderella, Star Wars, and Marvel. The deal paving the way for Disney to launch its streaming service. And today, Disney has a service like Netflix. I'm a, I'm a member with kids. Yep. No doubt about it. And might even dump Netflix. They, At, they still haven't announced what the price point of their eventual uh, Disney Plus is what they're calling it, what it's going to be. Uh, but they, this is simply just an IP acquisition play. We just want content. We want everything out there. And Simply the, the Marvel, Star Wars, and the Disney catalog. And then the Simpsons. I didn't realize now they'll have right. this, the streaming rights to the Simpsons. Right. Well, well, is there any reason on Earth the price point wouldn't be competitive with Netflix? The only indication that they've given is that it will be that they will be less than Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So w- I'm, I'm guessing under the $10 range, is, is is what I would, you know, purely a guess at it as. And, and I, oh, God, no! No! <laughs> signed cable TV. <laughs> and for you Netflix investors, which yeah. was one of the hottest investments, investments of the last several years, I think a lot of us didn't know it was driven by parents. A lot of it was driven by parents. Because there's so many great kids shows on there. Your Netflix right. babysitter. Right. Were. Yeah. There aren't any more. I mean, Disney's going to be that soon. All right. One last note. Positive Sean, do you have your one-word market update for yeah, us? Yeah, the market as a whole, is, it's wayward. Wayward? It's oh. wayward. Oh, no. Yeah. We're good. Carry on my wayward market. That's uh, <laughs> your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Well, did we have an expat? No, never mind. It's it one word. Matter. If you need to know, you know. Exactly. And if you don't need to know, you Absolutely. know. Right. It's fine. It's It'll be fine. It goes up, it goes down. Indexes are down a little bit. Everybody's fine. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So. The conscience of the nation. Sets the Liberty Bell. So many things to update you on. Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, who uh, likes a little friction now and then. <laughs> don't we all? Um. I'm going to need you to not call it friction. <laughs> Is that why my wife says no? Oh, boy. I want a little friction tonight, honey. You've already caused it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Among other updates for you, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. It never turns out to be a good idea to use Hitler for anything, really, it would seem. Not unless you're talking about past leaders of Germany. I'm not a fan of Hitler. No, we know. Not a costume, not a comparison, not a reference, not a a anything. I would be cautious going there, yeah. Uh, I'll explain what I'm talking about here in a second. Um, We are going to talk about throughout the uh, show, the Electoral College, which has now come under attack. Um, Also lowering the voting age and... uh, a variety of other things. Speaking of Hitler, did you hear the joke the VW exec made? No, I did not. Volkswagen, uh, a German company. Yeah, yeah. That, with a bit of a, uh, a rough go the last couple of years with their uh, exhaust manipulation well, thingy. Well, they were scandal. cheating and lying. It, right, exactly. Well, um, it, it, they were issuing their uh, their annual report, and the CEO says he's talking about uh, EBIT. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, what does that stand for? It's, it's revenue after taxes, essentially. It's, it's an acronym that that's just too early and I can't think of it. But anyway, um, he says EBIT macht frei, which is a play on words of Arbeit macht frei, which means work makes you free, which was the slogan on the gate over Auschwitz. Oof. So, Ibit macht frei. <laughs> Get it? Oh, nice job. Nice job, dude. So, egg a passat, is that what you're saying? or Pardon me? Egg a passat. What? You see a passat, you egg it? Oh, oh. <laughs> sure, that's what I'm saying. Is that what you're saying? No, just speaking of referencing Hitler. Just don't. I used to drive a lowered Jetta with blacked out windows. And you were pumping Dr. Dre at the time. Pumping Dr. Dre. And then you'd, you'd you know like that about roll. me, Hanson? <laughs> then he'd roll down the window, and here's this white guy, and people would be like, what the? It's a funny look, isn't it? <laughs> eh, well, we go through stages, don't we? <laughs> High school official apologizes for calling Hitler a good leader. This is my reference from earlier about every day there's a new dumb oh, story. God this is it. perfectly easily explained, but you just can't. We're, no, no, we're we, just, why would I explain when I can be outraged, which is what I want all the time to be outraged? The head of a New Jersey school district has apologized after a guest speaker dubbed Adolf Hitler, quote, a good leader. And oh, just, so killing the Jews was good! And displayed the Nazi dictator's photo alongside civil rights icon Martin Luther King Jr., Slightly uncomfortable. Well, the explanation makes perfectly good sense. Joe Pirro, the athletic director of the high school, made the controversial remarks. They're not controversial to me. Saturday, during a presentation for athletes at at the high school. During his commentary, the speaker contrasted Dr. King and Hitler, referring to the latter as a good leader with bad moral character and intentions. Accordingly, it is the position of the Madison High School District, according to the people above him, that the inclusion of Adolf Hitler had no place in the context of an assembly. It, and it, it intended to promote unity context. and character. It had perfect context. Intended to po- po- <laughs> promote unity and character. His whole point was, it doesn't matter if you're a good leader, if you have bo- bad moral and character. B- bad morals and character. Right. That was his point, obviously. You know what the problem with that the internet is? About, his point was it's all about your character. Right. 
None of, nothing else matters. That was his point, which is a great point. Stupid people now control the conversation. That is, in short, what is wrong with the world right now. The bellowings of the stupid are controlling the conversation. Well, Schwartz, that's the boss, got wind of Piro's comments by attendees at the presentation and parents who voiced serious concerns. According to Schwartz, Piro, who is not identified in the letter, also shows photos of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Derek Jeter, and other notable positive leaders. It was unnecessarily provocative and sensitive for the speaker to include the image of a criminal whose legacy includes the systematic torture and slaughter of millions of Jews. Oh, boy. That was the whole point. Either the principal is so stupid that he means that, or if I might translate, because, you know, having raised three kids, I, I've gotten to know a handful of principals, and they might have put out a letter like that, and here's the, uh, here's the translation. Dear uh, dear guy who did this, I totally get your point. It was really well done, but stupid people now control the conversation, and they're crapping all over us. So I'm going to issue a fake apology to make this go away. No offense. I see your point. This is my favorite part because this happens all the time. Schwartz went on to say that in the future, any presentation given by an outside speaker will be screened by a school administration. Yeah, because you, you don't want anything challenging. <laughs> The speaker said, my intentions during the presentation were to make a point that a leader could have strong leadership skills and influence people in a negative way. What? So you're in favor of the Jews getting killed? You're in favor of the rape of Poland? And my only point with this is just, we're, get, we're, we're dumb, we're dumb, we're, 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 being, we're getting dumber. Can we stop Whoa. getting dumber? Remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not have any conversations that are above the level of uh, God. I don't even know what I. Well, I can explain well, this to my both of my right, kids, and they're right. seven and nine. So, so the idea that Hitler was an effective leader but morally bankrupt is too subtle now for America. That's where we are. God help us. Something. That story made me really I sad. I know. Oh my God! Now Hitler, while an effective leader, was. Oh! So you're in favor of the gas chambers! <laughs> oh, my God. Where do we go from here, folks? I don't know! I don't know! What do we do? I don't know. Drop to your knees and pray. I don't know what we do. We cry. We, Michael, drink. we need transition we music. We drink a lot. We desperately need transition music, please. <laughs> This time, it, it, it'll take like a minute. Barely got a minute left. <laughs> Make it stop! Oh man, that, that's a violation of the Geneva Convention. A couple of notes. Speaking of dissent and disagreement, BJ from SF writes: the woman who accosted Chelsea Clinton kept sticking her finger in her face, and my only thought would have been, if somebody done that to me, I would have slugged him. She was threatening and obnoxious, needs a better reply than Chelsea provided. Please, can anyone stand up and say, hell no, I'm not apologizing to you. You're wrong. Get lost. Or we keep going We keep going further down the road of what we're allowing people. Um, who was it that got in the face of, of Marco Rubio? It was the radio host. You can just get in the face of any politician or speaker now and like physically touch them and no. nobody, nobody seems to care. No, no, not Oof. good. And then this note, so it, uh, duplicity is the topic. So it's okay for Chelsea to criticize the Muslim broad's remarks, but God forbid any criticism of that thug Bibi Netanyahu and his right-wing wackos in Parliament, because then you're an anti-Semite. What bull-ass. 
Uh, well, I would agree with you, my friend. That would be bull-ass. It's absolutely illegitimate to criticize the government policy of Israel and Bibi Netanyahu. That does not make you an anti-Semite. Not in my world. No, absolutely not. On the other hand, some of the things that old, uh, what's her name, the uh, nice uh, Muslim Congress lady said, were good old-fashioned anti-Semitic tropes. From uh, what I'm told, I didn't know that. Yeah, but if your point is, yeah, everybody's a little too quick to go to the, you're a bigot card. Well, yes, you're right. Keep listening to the show. We agree with you. How did Michael Jordan get away with starting to wear the Hitler mustache? He gets, he gets a pass. It's the Chaplin, Jack. I agree. The or, Charlie Chaplin mustache. Or the toothbrush. Some people call it that. Oliver Hardy exactly. sported the uh, the toothbrush. Very popular back in the day. Sure it is. Why don't you, you grow one? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.